From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I am your host, Mike De Niro. On this episode today, we're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw. We're going to be talking about last night's NXT. We will be talking about the latest episode of Ring of Honor TV, as well as going back in time in the Wrestling DeLorean. And we'll be talking about episode 14 of TNA, The Asylum Years. Thank you, everybody, for supporting and downloading the podcast and checking us out. Thank you for all our fans from all over the world, from Mexico, Canada, the UK, Ireland, Germany, the Philippines, representing the Philippines, talk about South America, we got we got fans from all over the world, without you there is no us, so thank you for all the support y'all, follow us on Instagram at Wrestling Delorean Pod, and make sure you follow us on TikTok at Wrestling Delorean Pod, big stuff is happening here at the Wrestling Delorean Podcast, we're going to be having some special guests starting next week. On Monday's show, we're going to have the crew from the Dirty Heels podcast joining us here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. It's going to be a movie, baby. Also, if you haven't already, check out my podcast with my fiance, Couples Crime Therapy. We're two episodes in. You don't want to miss out on that. We talk about crime, talk about unsolved mysteries, all that good shit. Check that out. This week's episode is on Jody Arias. If you don't know who that is, go find out on the Couples Crime Therapy podcast. But we're not here to talk crime. We're here to talk professional wrestling. So without further ado, let's get this show started right now. What's good, everybody? I hope everyone's having a great week. I hope everyone is doing good. You know what I mean? We didn't have an episode yesterday on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. We had some technical difficulties. All that is being sorted out. Got some new equipment on its way, so we're going to be having that coming soon. Today on the episode, we talk about Monday Night Raw because we didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday. We're definitely going to get into last night's NXT. We're going to be talking about the latest edition of Ring of Honor TV. We're going to give a rundown to tonight's AEW's Fight Fighter Fest. There's so many. There's Fighter Fest. There's Fight for the Fall and Coming Fighter Fest, as well as going back in time in the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. We're going to be talking about TNA. The Asylum Years, episode 13 from September 18, 2002. But before we get into all that, I want to send my condolences to the family of Paul Orndorff. Mr. Wonderful was definitely a legend in this business. He main evented the very first WrestleMania against Hulk Hogan, teamed up with Roddy Roddy Piper. He went against Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. What a, you know, if that event doesn't go down the way it goes down, then who knows if wrestling's in the same place it is today. So definitely cool to have Mr. Wonderful in the annals of history there. 
Yo, he's very underrated. You know, a lot of people don't talk about how underrated Mr. Wonderful was, but he was really, you know, a very versatile wrestler. If you see some of his stuff in his later years, even in WCW, like he was still kicking and still doing really well. So, you know, the wrestling world is really feeling the loss of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. You know, I really am saddened by the the loss of him. There's there's been way too many wrestlers passing away recently. It's just so sad and it's like, damn, how many more are we gonna lose, you know? But yeah, definitely rest in peace. Let's get into Ring of Honor. I was gonna start off with Monday Night Raw, but since Monday Night Raw was not the best show in my opinion, Monday Night Raw was a little eh we're gonna, you know, talk about Monday Raw Monday Night Raw a later, you know, let's get to something that I did enjoy even more than Monday Night Raw, let's talk about this week's episode of Ring of Honor TV, this is, I watched this on Monday, it was actually the show shot before Best in the World, so this has, you know, implications for Best in the World, even though Best in the World already happened, I am a subscriber to Honor Club, so I should be watching this before it comes out on Mondays for the, like, viewing public, so I'm gonna get better with that, so let's, let's just talk about ROH TV right here. Quinn McKay starts us off with the show today. She welcomes us to the show. The first match of the show is the Briscoe Brothers versus Joe Keys and Dante Cabarello or Cabarajo. My bad if I butcher your name, bro. We got, you know, a quick squash match. The Briscoe Brothers, they basically beat the shit out of them boys, right? Um, next, we have Flip Gordon versus PJ Black. This was more competitive. This was a really good matchup, in my opinion. Flip Gordon picks up the win with the STF, but... Yeah, Brian Johnson was on commentary, and he was very entertaining in this. Brian Johnson has a way of coming off sounding realistic when he's talking his shit. You know what I mean? He doesn't sound like one of these people who are, like, cutting a wrestling promo. He he sounds like he's actually speaking his mind, which is very, you know, I'm not going to say he's at the level of an Eddie Kingston, but that's who comes to mind when I think of wrestlers who sound so realistic when they talk that shit. You know what I mean? Eddie Kingston's definitely up there. So really cool to see Brian Johnson get more shine on this show. I want to see Ring of Honor really get behind these talents that they're bringing in because, you know, there's a lot of talents that are leaving Ring of Honor. There's a lot of talents that have been in Ring of Honor for a long time, and they tried to replenish the roster with these new talents like, you know, the Mecca, Brian Johnson, like Josh Goods Woods, like Tony Deppin, like uh, a Dax Draper. You, you got to get behind these talents and you really got to make them feel like stars because now's the time to start building up the next class of Ring of Honor greats, being that so many have fled the company. You have to really elevate your roster here. So it's really cool to see that. Anyway, Flip Gordon gets the victory here on PJ Black. Main event time, you know, these these shows are really short, which is really cool because, you know, I watch a lot of wrestling a week for this podcast, so I'm not always sitting there, like, I, I gotta watch at least, like, 20 hours of wrestling from everything that's recent, along with all the classic shit that I cover. There's, like, 20 hours of wrestling that I watch a week, so a nice, compact show like Ring of Honor TV, it's a like a breath of fresh air, you know what I mean? Main event time, we had Brody King. And Tony Deppin representing Violence Unlimited. They go against Kenny King and Dragon Lee from LFI. And they go against... Yo, I can't even talk. Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal. So it is a triple threat tag team matchup here with all three major factions from Ring of Honor being represented. The Violence Unlimited, LFI, and the Foundation. This was a really good matchup. Kenny King and Dragon Lee, they play the, you know, 
the methodical ones where they were outside waiting for Violence Limited and the Foundation to just like destroy each other, and then they come in and they basically pick up the scraps. But yeah, really good main event. Ring of Honor is definitely you know impressed me, especially with the best in the world pay per view. LFI picks up the victory here, by the way. Big win for Dragon Lee and Kenny King with all the stars in this matchup. I. You know, all due respect to Kenny King and Dragon Lee. I did not expect them to win this matchup. I thought it was going to go to Gresham and Lethal. But definitely, I think that Ring of Honor has something special here. They just need more visibility. Ring of Honor, at this point in this, like, in this day and age, you need to be on TV. In this point, you need to have visibility. Even if it's better visibility on the internet. You know, look at Impact Wrestling. They are now on YouTube. They're also doing Twitch. Ring of Honor, you have to, you know, go on either Honor Club or Fight, which is cool. I I love Fight TV, but still, it's like you need more visibility. Their syndication television is not doing it. They have really good wrestling. They need to be in the public eye because right now, they're not. And it's a shame because they have great wrestling. They have great wrestlers. They have great talent. They have talent that's going to be stars. They have talent that is already stars. So it's like, you know, if if a tree falls in a forest and no one hears it, did the tree, like, I don't, you know the saying I'm trying to say, like, <laughs> I'm out here sounding stupid, but you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, damn, you need to have that visibility. You need to let it be known, we're here, we're a problem, you know what I mean? And they had visibility when they had the elite there, because with the elite there, you had people who sought it out for Ring of Honor. So people were actually checking out the shows on Honor Club. People were checking out the shows on Fight TV. Now, without that buzz, it's hard for someone to go out their way and check out that show. I didn't hear no press release for Best in the World. They should have had an all-out coming out party for Best in the World. There was no press release for Best in the World. They weren't doing media. I ain't hear no motherfuckers on Busted Open Radio talking about, hey, check us out this Sunday, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? You got fucking Scott Demore all over every podcast talking about Slammiversary. You got Tony Khan every single week. Tony Khan is a busy fucking guy. He has a lot on his plate. But every single Wednesday, you hear him promoting uh, the episode of AEW. Where is that ambassador for Ring of Honor to go out there and really tell people that this product exists? I know people who ask me if Ring of Honor is still around. And that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Ring of Honor is such a good product. They have so much talent. We should not be wondering if they're still around. We should be talking about why are they not, you know, bigger in the market. I think Ring of Honor needs national television. I think they need a regular time slot. None of this, oh, the show comes out on Saturday, but you can watch it on Monday here, but you're watching on Thursday there, and you're watching on Tuesday here. They need a set time slot. You know what I mean? That's what, like, Monday Night Raw, it's in the title. You know Monday's Raw. Wednesday's Dynamite. You know what I mean? Friday, SmackDown. It's not... Oh, some people could watch Raw on Mondays, but, you know, if you are in this part of the country, you'll watch Raw on Tuesdays. And if you're in that part of the country, you'll see Raw on Thursdays. No, it's set. It becomes someone's routine. They know Monday you got to watch Raw. They need to be on national television or they need to have more presence on the Internet. Because nowadays, without that, without visibility, you're just another indie. And that's a shame to say because I am a huge Ring of Honor fan. So Ring of Honor... You know, it's I, I don't even think it's Ring of Honor's fault. I think it's, it comes down to Sinclair Broadcasting. How much are you willing to invest in your product? 
you see how much money and how much visibility Ring of Honor could get because, like, what, two years ago they were fucking selling out Madison Square Garden. Now people are asking if they're still around. You got to go out there. You got to make sure that people know you guys got a show. And if not, then what's the point? What's the point of having all these people on your roster? What's the point of having great matches? What's the point of having all this shit and not having anybody watch it? Best in the World was one of the best shows this year. This episode of Ring of Honor was better than Monday Night Raw. One hour of Ring of Honor was better than Monday Night Raw, in my opinion. I did not like this episode of Monday Night Raw. I'm so glad that they're out of the fucking Thunderdome starting next week. So much stupidity on Raw. I am done with the bullshit. You know what I mean? I just bring... Some realism, bring reality back to Raw, because I'm done with that shit. But honestly, it's like, Ring of Honor, it's hard to step up. It's hard to stick up for Ring of Honor when they're not doing their part, let's just say. So, when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about Monday Night Raw. We're going to be talking about NXT. And then later on in the show, we're going to give you the rundown of AEW Fighter Fest, as well as... TNA The Asylum Years, episode 13. Stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just don't don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. back ladies and gentlemen to the wrestling delorean podcast about to get into monday night raw now monday night raw recently has a lot of issues in my opinion i've been very vocal about monday night raw not being you know the flagship show like they want you to believe it is right now i definitely think nxt is the top show in the wwe and i will be talking about last night's crazy episode of nxt but before we get into that we gotta talk about monday night raw Oh, man, I'm so glad that we're not going to be in the Thunderdome anymore because real talk, that shit has been sucking the life out of Monday Night Raw. You know what I mean? Like how SmackDown, you know, it didn't really matter because SmackDown still had a great show. Monday Night Raw feels so depressing because of the lack of energy 
the, the, the lack of great stories, the lack of everything. Monday Night Raw is just, ugh. So we're going to be talking about the last episode of Monday Night Raw in the Thunderdome. So let's get into it right now. Damn, all right. We start out hot, you know what I mean? I had hope for this show because we start out real hot. We had Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods to start out the show. And yo, these motherfuckers put on a banger. Bobby Lashley put on a banger with Xavier Woods. Yo, the whole match, Bobby Lashley is just destroying Woods, right? And it looked like this is just going to be a warm-up match for Lashley to get to Kofi Kingston and Money in the Bank. But in the end, we got the shock, right? Bobby Lashley loses to Xavier Woods. Woods picks up the victory on Lashley. I was like, wow. You know, finally they do something that's unpredictable. I was really cool with that. I was like, yo, this is going to be a good show. Kind of went downhill from there. You know, we had some good matches. I ain't going to lie. We had some good matches. Uh, AJ Styles versus... Uh, is it Ivar? Is it, I think it's Ivar, right? Hanson. AJ Styles versus Hanson. I think it's Ivar from uh, the Viking Raiders. Really good matchup. They had a good matchup uh, against each other in Ring of Honor a couple years ago. And, yeah, I mean... I'm trying to think of other good matches. <laughs> oh, Ricochet versus uh, John Morrison was also a really good matchup. I'm so done with the Alexa Bliss bullshit. You know, I say it every week on here. The Alexa Bliss shit is really just too much to handle now. Like, I'm sick of her with the whole, you know, fiend bullshit. Like, either go back to yourself or drop this stupid storyline. It's it's weird. It's really weird. And I know that's what they're going for, but it's like, it's not a good weird. It's more of like a cringy-ass weird. But whatever, yo. Now, you know... The, the women need an upgrade on Raw. There's so much talent on Raw, but there's nothing being done with the women on Raw that's actually believable or actually, you know, feels like it makes sense. So the women definitely need a upgrade on Raw. I think that if Becky Lynch comes back and it's indeed that she's returning, I think that she has to be on Raw. You have to have that shot in the arm in the women's division on Raw because right now, do drop. She's good like this. I'm not going to... Nothing that I'm about to say is about the women... The women's ability. Dewdrop is good. Not feeling the whole thing with Eva Marie. You know what I mean? Alexa Bliss is great. Not feeling the whole, like... Fiend-possessed Alexa Bliss, Lily bullshit. Nikki Ash, like... I'm not with the whole superhero shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not trying to sit through a kid's show. I'm trying to watch Monday Night Raw. And I mean, it's cool if you PG, but just don't, we don't need all this bullshit. Like, it's bad enough we got Drew McIntyre doing story time every fucking episode, right? It's bad enough that we got Drew McIntyre over here doing, oh, well, in my day. Like, fuck that shit, all right? Look, I mean, they need a shot in the arm. That's what, and it's, you know, I'm sorry for pointing out the women. It's not just the women. It's, it's raw itself. It needs a shot in the arm. I don't know what it's going to be. I know WWE has some surprises planned when they bring the fans back, but they definitely need a shot in the arm. Raw this week, two out of five stars. I'm not even going to get into the whole fucking show. Let's talk about NXT from last night because that's a show that I do want to talk about. NXT, they make me want to talk about them. Where Raw, it's like, I have to sit here and talk about them. NXT's like, all right, cool. What a great show. Let's talk about it. You know what I mean? So... NXT last night started out with Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai. That was a really good matchup. Ember Moon back on her own, 
We had Shotzi Blackheart. She is now on the SmackDown roster. So the team of Shotzi and Ember Moon is no more. But it's cool because Ember Moon, you know, she's always been a solid, really good singles competitor. It was cool to see her and Shotzi together, but it ain't going to hurt her career by having her go back to being solo. She had a good mood. She had a good moon. She had a good match with Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai picks up the victory here, though. Really good win here. Good back and forth action. Good way to start out NXT. After this matchup, Zia Lee comes out. She wants Raquel Gonzalez. We're going to probably begin Raquel Gonzalez versus Zia Lee at the next takeover for the NXT Women's Champion. The Diamond Mine cut a promo. Bobby Fish interrupts. He stares down Roddy. It is announced that tonight it will be Tyler Russ versus Bobby Fish. We see Cameron Grimes being the butler of L.A. Knight a couple times. You know, that was, you know, really entertaining segments. I like the way that they do these segments with uh, L.A. Knight really making him seem like such a, you know, millionaire, playboy, fucking bachelor. And now you have the whole comedy with him and Grimes. Grimes is great in this role as the butler. It's really fun shit, you know. Tyler Russ versus Bobby Fish. I expected more, but Bobby Fish, you know, he's... Definitely still good. He's just that he's been so injury prone lately and he's got a lot of injuries on him. And he's, you know, he's not at the, he's probably at the tail end of his career. Been wrestling for a long time. I believe he's in his 40s. He's very injury prone. I don't see Bobby Fish actually wrestling for much longer, but, you know, this was good for what it was. Tyler Russ picks up the victory after Bobby Fish is distracted by Roddy Strong. Um, After that, the DM. Uh, the DM, I'm, I'm over here writing abbreviations for them. The Diamond Mine, they surround Bobby Fish. Kushida makes the save. After the match, though, the crowd started chanting, this is trash, or that was trash, which is not a good look, whether they're chanting that at uh, Tyler Rust because he's a heel, or whether that's at Tyler Rust because he, you know, just was kind of boring. But this match was kind of boring, you know, and, you know, shouts to Bobby Fish, absolute legend. I'm not too familiar with Tyler Rust, but I'm, you know, willing to give him a chance. But it just didn't seem like they clicked right away. Uh, some sloppy looking spots, but whatever. Good matchup nonetheless. Samoa Joe, he goes to confront Karrion Cross. He reminds him of the of the rules. Cross tells him not to get in his face, you know, not to get in his way tonight. I really, you know, I'm excited. I'm going to talk about the ending of the show, like, when I get to it. But I'm really excited to see where they go with this shit between Joe and Cross. Next, we got Gigi Dolan, a.k.a. the former... The uh, former la, 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 Pris- Priscilla Kelly. I don't know why I couldn't catch her name. But the former Priscilla Kelly. She went against Saray straight from Japan. Uh, this was a really good matchup. I really enjoyed this matchup. This was really good. Both girls really was, you know, going all at, going all out. I do five podcasts a day plus another one that I'm doing. And I got the LOG podcast. So I, forgive me if I mess up some words here. You know, I'm doing it like 17 fucking times a week. So anyway, uh, Saray, she hits a drop kick in Dolan's face that absolutely looked disgusting. Like she fucking looked like she took Dolan's head off on this. And she picks up the victory with the ICE. Well, no, not ICE. So what the fuck? She hit her with a goddamn uh, back body drop, which looked insane. Uh, good matchup. Story of the match, though, is during the match, Mandy Rose comes out, and she's watching from the entranceway. And she is, you know, here back in NXT. Mandy Rose, who was last seen on Monday Night Raw as a team with uh, Dana Brooke, is now on NXT. Really interesting things there. We'll see how that develops. Next on the show, we got Legato Del Fantasma. 
they are talking shit about the hit row, talking about how, you know, it was a mockery last week, what they did, that little cypher shit, he, uh, how Swerve couldn't be on beat, he couldn't even stay on beat. And then Santos Escobar, he starts calling out Dexter Loomis. He says that he's going to beat his ass tonight, blah, blah, blah. That leads us to Dexter Loomis versus Escobar. And Escobar picks up the victory here. Uh, It was an all right, an okay match. Dexter Loomis is a good character, but doesn't really do it for me in the ring. Um, After the matchup, the hit row confront Legado del Fantasma. So it looks like we're going to have a faction warfare there. I definitely think that hit row should be babyfaces. So it's cool that they're giving like the turn here. And in during the commercial break, they show Indy Hartwell. She tries to carry out Dexter Loomis, but she falls. It looks like they're about to kiss, but Candice LeRae stops her from that. Next, we got Wade Barrett. He interviews Kyle O'Reilly, talking about last week. Kyle O'Reilly saying that, you know, he lost, but he still has it in him. Wins and losses happen, but he still wants Adam Cole, and he wants his revenge, right? Next, we got the breakout tournament. First matchup in the breakout tournament is... Ikanome Jiro, sorry if I fucking butcher that, you know, no disrespect, versus uh, Duke Hudson, the former Brandon Vink, uh, Brandon, well, I was about to call him Brandon Vink, uh, Duke Hudson picks up the victory, this was, uh, it was alright, you know what I mean, didn't really do much for me, I'm really excited for where they're going with Timothy Thatcher, Ciampa, Pete Dunne, and Oni Lorcan, because they get into a backstage brawl, if they have a matchup, that's going to be hard-hitting as hell. Hell, talk about strong style. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. Adam Cole comes out. He says that no one could touch him. No one's on his level. But Bronson Reed begs to differ. Bronson Reed comes out. He starts getting in his face. They got into a little scuffle. You know what I mean? It looks like we're going to have Bronson Reed versus Adam Cole going forward. I guess Bronson Reed doesn't want to get his title back. He's like, ah, whatever. It's wherever you can have it because he wants Adam Cole. He's on to bigger and better things. Main event time, Karrion Cross, Johnny Gargano for the NXT World Champion, Samoa Joe's the referee, and this was good. Yo, when I tell you that Cross beat the shit out of Johnny Gargano, it wasn't even funny. Yo, I really wanted Gargano to win this matchup. I don't know why. I, I, I'm a fan of Cross. I'm not one of these, like, Karrion Cross haters. I'm a fan of Cross, but honestly, I really wanted Johnny Gargano to pick up the victory here. But instead, Cross, and he just beat the holy hell out of Johnny Gargano. He wins the matchup. Show ends with him getting in Samoa Joe's face. Samoa Joe and him start, you know, jacking jaws. And then when Joe turns around to walk away, Karrion Cross puts him in the straight jacket chokehold, and he chokes Joe out. So Joe has been provoked. So Joe has every right now to go after Karrion Cross. And it looks like we will be getting Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross, and I'm so excited for that. If this means this is the last few for Karrion Cross, he's going out of NXT on a bang. And does this mean Samoa Joe becomes a three-time NXT champion? <laughs> we'll see, but definitely a good episode of NXT. I'm giving it a 3.5 out of 5. Of course, it wasn't as good as last week's Great American Bash, but still a really good show. Good episode of NXT. When we come back, though, we're going back in time to September 18, 2002, episode 13 of NWA TNA. So strap in your seatbelt. The wrestling DeLorean's going back in time. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. 
starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court and Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics? Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Asylum Years for TNA, NWA TNA, where we go back in time and we talk about every single episode of NWA TNA leading on to their current day, which is going to take a long time to catch up because this is 19 years in the making, baby. But we are talking about NWA TNA episode 13 from September 18, 2002. Let's get into this because this is a super stacked show and we're going to talk all about it right now. The show starts out with Goldilocks welcoming us to the TNA Asylum. After two weeks, you know, we haven't seen TNA for two weeks because first they had an X Division like highlight show. Then second, they had a, you know, they took the week off because of 9-11, which was only a year later at this time. She welcomes uh, Scott Hall back to NWA TNA. Scott Hall says tonight he will be in the tag gauntlet for the gold, and his partner is the debuting six pack. You know, that is really cool to see Sean Waltman here in NWA TNA. We then see Brian Lawler, who is arguing with Jeff Jarrett backstage. Jeff Jarrett said that April is just a puppet master, and he's being, you know, manipulated by April. I guess that's uh, Brian Lawler's girlfriend. He was talking about how he's very protective of her. He said that he did not touch April, so stop having her feed you all that bullshit. So I guess that was the problem between Jared and Lawler. He thought that Jeff Jarrett was touching his girl. I mean, he can't be mad at Brian Lawler. If someone, if your girl says, hey, yo, this guy's touching me, you gotta fuck him up. So of course he was so fucking angry and bitter. He wants to fuck up Jarrett, right? But next we have uh, Jeff Jarrett. He comes to the ring. He calls out Bullet Bob. Uh, he doesn't come out, so he says, I'm going to give you a countdown. If you don't come out, we're going to go out there and confront him in his office. Bullet Bob does not come out, so he goes to the back, and the mask bullet attacks Jeff Jarrett. They start fighting back to the ring. The mask bullet takes his mask off, and it is Brian James. He debuts. He gets a huge pop here, and he's here to avenge his pops because last time we see Jeff Jarrett, he took out Bullet Bob Armstrong with a steel chair, bloodied him up. So he's going to, you know... Be here to avenge his pops. He says that tonight he'll find a partner and he will be in the gauntlet for the gold. We're not even a half. We're, we're we're five minutes in. Five minutes in. And we already got two big debuts. 
both being DX alumni, which is very fucking ironic, but really cool stuff here so far for NWA TNA on this episode. Next, Sonny Siaki's cutting a promo with uh, Jorge Estrada. He says that he has a change of hearts. The last couple weeks, he had the weeks off, so he says, you know, I had a change of heart. I am here. I'm a team player. Me and Estrada tonight, we're going to win the gauntlet for the gold. We're going to be the tag team champions. He says, also tonight in the main event, it will be the X Division champion, Jerry Lynn, going against the NWA world champion, uh, I was about to say K-Crush, Ron The Truth Killings. He said, so listen, us as the X Division, we got to stand behind Jerry Lynn. We got to support Jerry Lynn to show that if he could do it, if he took the X Division to the next level of the world title shit, that we got to be, you know, in his corner. We got to have his back. And all the X Division guys got to be there in his support. We got to be behind Jerry Lynn because the X Division is going to be put on the map tonight. Next, we got, speaking of X Division, a great X Division matchup between Kid Cash and AJ Styles. Uh, in 2002, it's funny because this was actually a feud. You know, Kid Cash and AJ Styles they didn't just wrestle here in TNA. They had a couple matches in the short-lived XWF promotion that was ran by Brian Knobs and Jimmy Hart. They had a couple matches overseas in Australia. And now they bring that match here. Kid Cash and AJ Styles had a really good matchup. Before the matchup, though, he grabs the mic. AJ Styles grabs the mic, that is. He says that he wants Jerry Lynn, but tonight he has his back in his match against Ron The Truth Killings. This was a very fast-paced matchup. AJ Styles wins the hell of a matchup. Kid Cash was money, though. Everything he did in this matchup was crisp. Everything he did in this matchup was great. So go out of your way to see Kid Cash from AJ Styles from the 13th episode of NWA TNA. Next, we got Marcus Bagwell, the former Buff Bagwell. He's backstage. He said he's here for a second chance. He's not Buff, but he's Marcus Alexander Bagwell, the name that his mama gave him, the name that brought him to the dance. He's here tonight for a second chance. He's looking for a partner. BG James then comes in and he says, look, I don't really know you like that. We don't, you know, we've never been in the same promotion together, but I also am here for a second chance. So I, too, could see in you what I'm trying to do myself. So you know what? Let's be partners tonight. Let's win that tag team gold. So tonight, Marcus Bagwell and BG James will be a tag team. Next, we got a little, you know, we got a little out of sorts here because the next couple segments, NWA TNA gets a little, you know, how they do. They have a lot of bullshit on this show sometimes. Uh, Screech from Saved by the Bell, he is off some celebrity boxing match where he beat Horseshack from... Uh, welcome back, Carter. He comes out. He has some boxing match with the timekeeper. He knocks him out in a few seconds. That's whack. Uh, next, we got a triple threat tag team matchup between Wild and Jimmy Rave, Ace Steel and the debut CM Punk, and they go against the Hot Shots. Ace Steel and CM Punk win the matchup. They advance to the Gauntlet for the Gold tonight. AMW cut a promo. They are hyped for the Gauntlet for the Gold. Scott Hall and Six Pac are here. They come out to the ring. They cut a promo. They talk about their one, two, three kid and Razor Ramon feud, which, by the way, we're actually been covering on the fight for Monday night every Monday. Uh, they talk about their history. They are then attacked by Brian Lee and Ron Harris. Uh, Scott Hall hits Lee with the Razor's edge. Really cool stuff here. Goldilocks is with Brian Lawler. He's looking for April. Brian Lawler's having a fit. He's going crazy over here. Jerry Lynn cuts a promo. He says that he's facing the truth tonight. Truth interrupts him. He gets in his face. It looks like we're going to have one hell of a main event between the truth and Jerry Lynn here. Gauntlet for the gold time. I'm going to give you the rundown of the entrances. Uh, Brian Lawler starts it out. He's teaming up with Disco Inferno. Uh, Cowboy James Storm is out here next. Joel Maximo from SAT. Derek Wild. 
Max, uh, Marcus Bagwell is out. Cobain, A. Steel, Jorge Estrada, Brian Lee, Six Pac, CM Punk, Jimmy Rays, Ron Harris, BG James, Slash, Sonny Siaki, Disco Inferno, Scott Hall, Chris Harris. Yeah, it's just so much talent in this matchup, especially in this time. There's a lot of future stars, future superstars, megastars like CM Punk. You got a lot of stars from yesteryear like Mark, uh, Marcus Bagwell and Ron and Don Harris and BG James and Six Pac and Scott Hall. You have stars from what's called the current times like AMW, Sonny Siaki. Yeah, this is just so awesome to see all this talent, this collection of talent in the ring at once. But in the end, AMW, they are in the finals against Ron Harris and Brian Lee. And surprise, surprise, AMW wins the homegrown team of Chris Harris and James Storm here. They've only been together for a couple weeks here. They are your new NWA Tag Team Champions. I really hope going forward that TNA here in this era puts more attention on the tag teams because there is not that much attention on tag team wrestling here so far. Main event, Jerry Lynn versus The Truth. NWA World Title Match, Jerry Lynn is busted open pretty early in this matchup. The X Division wrestlers come out to support Jerry Lynn. AJ Styles is out here, including he's here included in the team of X Division wrestlers here to support Jerry Lynn. In the end, it looks like Jerry Lynn has a chance, but AJ Styles taunts Jerry Lynn when Jerry Lynn is up on the top rope, and then Sonny Siaki, that fucking bastard, hits Jerry Lynn. He low blows him. He falls off the top rope. Ronda Truth Killings picks up the victory. He gets the win. After this, Truth and uh, Double J, they attack BG James, Scott Hall, and X-Pac make the save. What a crazy-ass episode of NWA TNA. Episode 13 is a hell of an episode. You got to go out of your way and check that out. Make sure you check that out. Really good episode. I'm giving it a 3.5 out of 5. It was a perfect mix of wrestlers from yesteryear, wrestlers from the modern day, and future stars. This is what was... So cool about this time period, NWA, TNA. You have a young AJ Styles, a young CM Punk, a young Christopher Daniels. You have uh, all these talents mixed with the, the Jeff Jarrett's and the Scott Halls and the and the fucking X-Pacs, BG James. All this talent, you know, it's insane how much talent they had at this time. You know, at the time, it wasn't looked at as a lot of talent because at the time, it was these guys were still not name brands, but now if you look back at it, the CM Punks, the AJ Styles, the fucking Christopher Daniels, the James Storms, you mix them in with the Six Pox, the BG James, the Scott Halls, the Jeff Jarrett's, the Ronda Truth Killings, the Jerry Lynn's, such a crazy time for NWA TNA, good episode, make sure you tune in every Tuesday, I know it's Wednesday, but make sure you tune in every Tuesday for making an impact, well, that's the Thursday show where we talk about the NWA TNA from Spike TV's era. Make sure you tune in for the Asylum Years every Tuesday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. When we come back from break, we're going to be giving you a rundown of AEW Firefest. And, yo, after that, we out of here. So make sure you check out AEW tonight. Make sure you check out this episode of NWA TNA. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Before we leave tonight, we got to talk all about AEW. We're going to be giving you a rundown of Fighter Fest tonight. We have such a stacked show for AEW back on the road. They're going to be in the Big D, Dallas, Texas, and they are going to be coming out strong. Just announced today for the AEW Fighter Fest, it will be New Japan Strong Star Wheeler Yuta. He's going to be going against AEW Star. Sammy Guevara, that's going to be dope. Speaking of New Japan versus AEW, we have for the IWGP US Champion, Carl the Machine Gun Anderson versus John Moxley making his return to AEW tonight. 
main event, we're going to have a coffin matchup. It's going to be Darby Allen versus all ego Ethan Page. Also signed for this show, we have Nyla Rose versus the Dr. Britt Baker. You know we're going to be hearing from Malachi Black and his descent into evil when he's, you know, when he kicked the fucking head off Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson last week. We have Chris Jericho, MJF, all the stars of AEW. We also have a match from Brian Cage against uh, Ricky Starks. We have Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. Yo, we are stacked to the Gills tonight. Fighter Fest from the Big D Dallas, Texas. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you tune in tomorrow to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Because we're going to be talking all about AEW. And it's Thursday, so you know we're going to be back in time and talk about the 2006 era. Because we talk about TNA making an impact. We're also going to have the rundown of Impact Wrestling on Access TV. The go-home show before Slammiversary this Saturday is going to be such a stacked show. So make sure you don't want to miss it. AEW tonight, check it out. Impact Wrestling tomorrow, check it out. And make sure you check out the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Download the goddamn podcast and have a good one. Peace out, ladies and gentlemen. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.